0: When you're weary,
1: feeling small.
0: Feeling oh, so very, very small.
1: Tears are
0: in your eyes, I will, I will them draw them off, baby. They're right. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. When times get rough, when times get rough, just can't be found. Like that old bridge Trouble over the troubled water. water, I will lay me I will down, my Over troubled water, I will, I will lay me down. down. That's right. That's Carly O'Zar. Carly O'Zar. Check her out on Spotify. Yeah. Hey everybody, how you doing today? This is Ray Renati and you've reached Green Room Radio. Today is Friday, February 15th, 2019. And this is episode number 80 of Green Room Radio. Wow. Green Room on air. Number 80. Wow. I am proud of myself. I sure am today. Today we're going to be speaking with Ann Kabori. She is the artistic director and founder of Utopia Theatre Project, and she's written a new play called Everyday Alice. It's going to be running at the Piano Fight in San Francisco. Isn't that a cool name for a bar? Piano Fight? This place is great. they got all kinds of uh, uh, spaces in there. They have, they have two theaters. They, have a, they also have a stage right in, in, in the restaurant area. And they host all kinds of theater companies. And it's called The Piano Fight. It's going to be running uh, from, uh, let's see, February 15th through March 19th. Piano Fight is on 144 Taylor Street in San Francisco. Every Day Alice by the Utopia Theater Project. Written Uh, by Ann Kabori, and she's also starring in the show. That's right. We had a nice discussion uh, a few days ago about how she developed this play. We talked about the actors in the play and a whole bunch of other cool and groovy stuff. The play itself is based on Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. So that'll be coming up in just a minute. First, I'd like to... uh, talk a little bit about a recent experience I had seeing a live taping of Antony, or Anthony, whatever you prefer, Antony and Cleopatra by the Bard himself. Yes, William Shakespeare. I saw this at a local movie theater. How does that happen? Well, the National Theater in London produces what is called National Theater Live. And National Theater Live is a project... That launched way back in uh, June of 2009 with the broadcast of *Fedra*, starring the oh-so-wonderful Helen Mirren, and uh, they've been going strong ever since. They've broadcast over 40 other productions live from both uh, the National Theatre and from other theaters in the United Kingdom. And this time, I was privileged to see a remarkable production of Antony and Cleopatra, one of Shakespeare's great plays, I would say. And it's not staged a whole heck of a lot. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why, but maybe it's because it requires an actual snake on stage. I won't tell you why, in case you haven't seen the play, but the snake is very prominent and important. I guess uh, if you if you produce the play, you could go, you could go with a papier mache snake, but uh, then you risk it becoming a comedy, and it's a tragedy. So maybe that's why people often don't produce this play. I don't know. Anyway, this production of Anthony and Cleopatra starred uh, Ralph Fiennes as Anthony and Sophie Oconito as Cleopatra, and they're both at the top of their games as actors, and their performances were. Nothing short of riveting. I was not as familiar with the work of Sophia as I am with Ralph Fiennes, and I was really impressed with her energy and her ability to bring this complex character, Cleopatra, to life on this very creatively designed stage. If you get a chance to see it, you should. I really recommend it. All you have to do is go to the web, look up National Theatre Live, and uh, they have a search function there. You can see if there are any theaters in your neck o oh, the woods that might be showing this spectacular production. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's go right to our interview with Miss Ann Kabori. We jump right into the discussion of the plot of her play. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: So, Alice is a writer and she uh, has just finished writing her first novel, but sort of in the process, she had this mental breakdown. Um, she wasn't getting enough sleep. And so she sort of went on this uh, high and then she crashed at the end. Uh-huh. And so they, they um, admitted her to this hospital. Peter is actually her boyfriend. So, but he, he can't quite make the leap. Uh, from being a young adult and and having a job and stuff like that to, to being a full adult and, you know, taking on more responsibilities and having a family and things like that. So he's not quite ready to make the leap to marriage and to them buying a house together or anything like that. So he sort of has arrested development in that way.
0: Um, he's not in the mental hospital too, is he?
1: No, but he comes and visits. Yeah. So he's an architect. So not a creative in the same way. although still, still creating something. (laughs) Okay.
0: And she got stuck in there just because she didn't get enough sleep?
1: Yeah, so she actually um, – it's not explicitly stated in the play, but she has she has PTSD. So she has these things that they call episodes, um, and they're actually hypomanic episodes. So she's not bipolar and she's not manic depressive, but if she starts staying up really late and not getting sleep for multiple days and she gets sleep deprivation, then she sort of – uh, starts riding on this high of like uh, elated mood and racing thoughts and she gets sort of manic um, and if that is allowed to continue then it just sort of gets more and more explosive until finally she like hits the speak and then she crashes physically
0: yeah i've heard that uh, ptsd can mimic all kinds of other mental illness i guess as well as bi- bipolar and other things is this a comedy
1: I guess it's kind of a dark comedy. I, I don't know. I think <laughs> recently we were just putting it onto the TVA Awards, you know, registration or whatever. And, uh, and it asked, you know, what kind of theater is it? And I was like, well, it's not really a comedy, but it's not really a drama either. So I guess we're calling it like a dark comedy. There are definitely a lot of light moments and um, there's some singing in it, uh, a lot of music. So uh, one of their friends, James, who's sort of like Captain Hook, he is the editor of Alice's books but he also is a piano player so he plays piano like throughout the show in different scenes.
0: And who are your performers and and who's the the musician? The Captain Hook guy.
1: So so I'm actually playing Alice.
0: Oh, good for you. All right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Peter's being played by Josh Marks, who is Equity. And the Captain Hook character, James, who's also the musician, is being played by Ben Euphrat. He's also an Equity actor as well. Um, And then the character of James has a wife named Isabel, who's sort of like Tinkerbell. And she's a professional dancer, but she's also mute. Uh, at least she starts the play that way. So um, so that is Jessica Uh-Hair. and She
0: starts the play that way, but we don't want to say anything more than that because it's a surprise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, and there will be a little bit of dancing in the play as well.
0: Um, and, and how long did it take you to write this?
1: Well, I started in college, but I actually wasn't able to finish it then because I was – Well, uh, okay, I I guess I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to give away the ending. But I, I was kind of just struggling with the ending and sort of the resolution for the characters and this relationship of Alice and Peters, which is kind of dysfunctional, partially because she, you know, has a lot of personal trauma and and, you know, is a creative and a writer. And so she spends a lot of her time trying to be a writer and maybe that doesn't leave quite as much time for a relationship and because Peter just can't grow up and so that's sort of an obstacle for them yeah so I couldn't quite figure out how to end it so I left the play and I did other things wrote other plays and then recently I actually came back to it and and something clicked when I was writing one of the scenes between Alice and James actually when they were talking about creating and uh, and love, and things like that. And and I was sort of just able to write that for a really long time and write into that. And then, yeah, I was just able to finish the play after that. So um, yeah, I finished it actually like last year. So
0: I find often people start plays and then uh, put them away for a while and then take them on again. So how did you come up with the idea?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've always been fascinated with both of these stories. i I like them because, I mean, I, most people like them, but I, I like them, I find them interesting as a writer because they're, I think, as much for adults as for children. And and they're about, you know, growing up or whether we even need to grow up. And I, I think in some ways people grow up much more quickly than they need to and and lose a lot of the really important parts of childhood that allow children to be free and have fun and express themselves so i was interested in the stories for that reason and then i was actually in a class at santa clara university which is where i really sort of dug into the playwriting and it was an adaptation class so we were sort of adapting stories and novels into plays and even other plays into plays so so from that i think we probably had one exercise where it was like find a fairy tale or childhood story and adapt it so i combined these two because i thought the characters mixed well
0: together well good so when, when is the show happening february and march
1: yeah so we open february 15th i guess technically that's our preview number one Uh, It's our soft opening and then we close on march 9th where is it it is at piano piano
0: Piano fight Fight. in san francisco
1: yes in the tenderloin um it's in the second stage space so it's the smaller block
0: theater piano fight great well thanks ann thank you Well, wasn't that a lot of fun? I sure had fun. I hope you enjoyed it. What a great interview. Anne's uh, such a nice young woman and very, very talented. I've had the opportunity of working with her many times. And uh, I can guarantee you, you'll have a great night of theater at the Piano Fight in San Francisco. Check it out. The show opens tonight, February 15th at 7 o'clock. Don't miss it. You can get your tickets at utopiatheaterproject.com. utopiatheaterproject.com. And you know what? Uh, I love making podcasts and a lot of people don't know how much work they are. It's a lot of work, especially when you're a one-man shop, as I am. I have to find the people. I have to record everything. I have to figure out the software, which I am still learning. I have to do all the editing. I have to take out all the ums and uhs and you knows and all that stuff and make it sound halfway decent. And I'm not making any money at this, but that's okay. But if you would just go over to iTunes... If you enjoyed this, or if you didn't, whatever, just go give me an honest rating and some comments, if you can, on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And also, word of mouth is the best thing for podcasters. If you could tell your friends about this, just send them to raysgreenroom.com or rayrenati.com. And you can listen to all of my episodes. It's also available on Spreaker, iTunes, Overcast, And guess what? Spotify. Yeah, baby. I'm up there with the millions of other podcasts. (laughs) So anyway, thanks so much for listening. I've enjoyed this. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Don't pay attention to the orangutan in the White House. He'll just upset you. And until next time, I will see you on the boards. Good night, everybody.